like they were they were in love, right? I hope so. Because if they weren't, if you make up your imaginary friend, you're not in absolutely in love with your imaginary friend. Then why'd you make them up? Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cryptic Cocktail Party, a show where we have a few drinks, share a few laughs, take a dive into the unknown. I am your host, Dave, and once again, for the third week in a row, I am joined by the most handsome boy, number two co-host of all time, Colby Clark. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> what a sandwich compliment. It was good, right? Uh, the most <laughs> handsome boy, but... Uh, Time to cut you a little bit. You are number two. Hey, th- that, that coming was after you, Nick. That was spoken uh, by the fans. I had no say in right. this. If I, you're always my right. number one. Right. You're my ride or die. I mean, if my I'm anything, I want to be a, a, a man of the people. So, um, you know, if the if the people have spoken, then they've spoken. But you know, <laughs> Nick, I'm coming for your ass. Oh, so, so you call yourself a people pleaser then? I mean, is that what a man? <laughs> Is that what a man of the people means? I have no Damn idea. It. Way to way to twist my words. Yeah, right. <laughs> Name three people that you've pleased, Colby. All right. Um. Oh. <laughs> All right. Calm good down. God, it's fine. Uh, but no, how you doing, bud? I'm doing good. I'm yeah? doing good. You're looking um, good. Yeah, I'm just ha- I'm just hanging at the house. Thank you. Um, I showered yesterday. <laughs> Is that why your hair looks so luscious today? Uh, that's probably why it yeah. looks good look at them locks i appreciate it yeah thank you how are you i'm doing all right um i got a sorry long story kind of long story uh so we have we have mice not like as pets they're just at our house and right so we, unwanted yeah so we got um like these like have heart trap things where they just go in and like a door shuts behind them and they're in there so we're trying to capture this mouse and we decided that if we catch it, it's too cold to let it outside because we're bleeding hearts. And uh, so we bought sure. uh, a cage, all this stuff for it. And then when we finally captured the mouse, it uh, it got out and ran away. And we haven't seen it since. So yesterday we were oh no. Yesterday we were like, well, we got to return all this shit to Amazon because there was a we bought a lot of stuff for this fucking mouse. <laughs> well, it's probably a good thing. Yeah, I said oh no, and then I was like, well. Didn't you want to let it go? Yeah. But anyways, so <laughs> kind of. so instead of, so we were in the process of like just starting the Amazon returns and then Allie just goes, well, what if we just got a hamster? So now we have a hamster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's a Syrian, turn of it's events. a Syrian dwarf hamster and we named him Gimli after uh, the dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Perfect. It's cute. Love it. Oh, how is your cat doing? You got a, you got a new kitten? You have a name for it now? Yes, we do. Um... I mean, I've been saying Bram, uh, as in like Bram Stoker, because yeah. he's a little vampire. Yeah. Um, however, I, it might be Brom. I said Brom. Which comes from Abraham. I, I told Allie, I was like, oh, they named they named it Brom after Brom Stoker. She's like, it's Bram. But I think it's Brom Stoker, isn't it? Okay. All right. I'm Is this like niche? Is this? I thought <laughs> it was like Brom. the word niche. <laughs> yeah, it's like niche or niche, but it, it's definitely niche. Exactly. Uh, but also, yeah. I, all right, all right. I, I I think it's Brom. I, when you sent it to me, that's how I assumed it was. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I 
Maybe it's both. Maybe it's like that fucking dress. Or is it Bram? Fucked up the world. Is it Bram Stoker? Uh, it's Bram Stoker. I feel like I've always said Bram Stoker. And when we liked the uh, order of letters that that made, we were pronouncing it as Bram. <laughs> what does... <laughs> What the fuck like, does that mean, Colby? Because I can't say that word because I because it has different meanings, right? It has different pronunciations. You can't say people. you can't say Bram. So I say the that order of lettering, yeah. the order of letters, the way the word spells comes out to be <laughs> what we want. We what we liked when we saw it was Bram. God what we it. thought in our heads was Bram. You're going to have a kid one day and you're going to be like, well, the order of <laughs> letters is this way, but we pronounce it this way. It's going to be like fucking like a Skylar situation, but it's like S-K-Y-L-L-A-U-R. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're just going to have his middle name be constantly changing uh, to like revision one, revision two, revision three. <laughs> you can never come up with a fucking solid name for him. You're going to have to pay for so many social security cards. <laughs> That's fine. That's just, Did you know that there are illegal names? Uh, like what? Huh? Isn't it the cool? So That's in different real. countries, there are names that are illegal that you cannot name your child. <laughs> okay. How cool is that? Is there? That's that's bonkers. First of all, and yeah, exactly. But like, what would they be? Like, like I assume in it's, Germany, it's mostly like shit that's Adolf a, Hitler or something like that. Right. Well, it's mostly stuff that's like associated with like the devil and like religion. Cause I was specifically, I was like, this cat's going to have an aggressive name. He's, he has to something to do. <laughs> we were close to doing like bills above, but like BB for sure. You know, it's kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. Right. My buddy had a, um, my buddy gang had a bunny and we named, he named it Beelze bunny. I thought that was pretty good. Oh, that's good. Beelze bunny really for short. <laughs> Not that yeah. much short. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. All right, Colby. Well, I'm glad the cat has a name now and it's not just, you know, cat at this point. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, I'm happy for you. And also I also wanted to ask because uh Tim, a coworker of mine, he listens to the show and he's been very concerned that this cat doesn't have a name yet. So he will listen to this and hopefully <laughs> it'll put his mind at ease. He's not just like staying awake right. at night just curious and wondering and scared that this cat is nameless. Unnamed kitty. Thoughts are with you. Okay. All right, Colby. So for the past two weeks, we've been talking about the Mothman. Uh, we talked about uh, yeah, we have. Cornstalk, his curse, and then we mm -hmm. talked about uh, the Mothman sightings. We didn't go through all of them because there's a shit ton of them, but we did go through a few, like the fun ones at least. There was a right. there was a bunch that were like, ah, it, was a, it was a big owl called, called Big Big Hoot, not Bigfoot, Big yeah. Hoot. Uh, they big have some, Hoot. Some people said they it was a crane. It was, it's a whole thing, but now we're going to get into the weirdly weird nitty gritty bullshit. Now, initially I was going to do an episode after this, but I think this is a good closing to our Mothman series. Cause I was, I wanted to do an episode on the men in black, okay. but I feel like that dessert deserves like it's whole thing. Cause the men in black, when I started looking into it are fucking wild. So today mm -hmm. we are going to go over what I consider the weirdest part of the entire Mothman uh, universe, I guess. <laughs> like extended universe, I guess. I don't know how else yeah. to describe it. And that is yeah. uh, an encounter between a man named Woodrow Derenberger and Indrid Cold. Great name. <laughs> Which one? 
Well, <laughs> they're both pretty good names. I, I've heard Andrew Cold. Andrew you, Kolb. You in in you kind of look like <laughs> the description. No. The description of injured cold is kind. Of, you're that's the t-shirt. It's just my face on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is injured Kolb, bro. <laughs> New merch dropping soon. <laughs> what was the other one? The burger name? <laughs> uh, Wood Woodrow Derenberger. He goes by Woody. Even oh, better. Yeah, love it. It's good. Uh, so you, you've heard of injured cold, I assume, kind of. I, I mean, at least from me saying it to you. Only from you. <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. I am the perfect specimen to tell uh, uh, cryptid stories to. Yeah. Because I don't know most of them. This isn't really a cryptid, though. And also, it doesn't really have much to do with the Mothman. It just so happened that this was happening pretty much in the same time frame as when the Mothman was happening. Uh, but we'll get into that. Are you ready to hear about Woodrow Derenberger and his encounter with injured cold? Super ready. Okay. Absolutely. Let's get into it. All right. Let's do it. Uh, Woodrow Derenberger was a sewing machine salesman from Mineral Wells, West Virginia, which is about an hour east of Point Pleasant, or as you so aptly uh, renamed it, Point Pleasure. Uh, oh, yeah. Big and I couldn't find anything literally anything about this town besides uh that it was east of point pleasant the reason being is i don't think (laughs) i don't think this is technically a town or a city or even like an unincorporated township according to the u.s census bureau uh (laughs) it's what is considered a cdp or quote census designated place which i don't 100 percent know what it means Mm. Uh, the definition of it is a concentration of population. So it's possible that this, that it just means that like, it's just a bunch of people set up shop in an area and the government just needs to keep t- tabs on them <laughs> or something like that. Right. Yeah. yeah Does that yeah, makes yeah. sense? Yeah, it's like one of the, yeah. Uh, what, what, what's the other name for that? Where, I mean, they were popping, uh, it happened in Philly hmm. and they fucking like bombed the shit out of it. Um, it's just like these free. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. Are you um, talking about when, uh, Never mind. Uh, the, j- where they just say, "Yeah, this is our zone, something zone." Oh, you're talking about like in Portland. Uh yeah, that one as well. Yeah, kind of, but it's not inside of another city. This is just like a fucking area. It's, it's where- grandfathered in. Sure, but yeah, but anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> on November second, nineteen sixty six, just two weeks before that first initial. Uh, Mothman encounter between the two couples that were drag racing around the TNT area at around 7.30 p.m. Woodrow Derenberger was driving home from Marietta, Ohio after a long day of Hawkins sewing machines. He was driving down Route 77 around Parkersburg, West Virginia just before the Route 47 juncture when he says that he saw a car just blow past him. And then following closely behind that car, was a 30 to 35 foot metallic cigar shaped craft that Derenberger described as looking like the chimney to a kerosene lamp and being almost like a charcoal color. Now, after passing mm. Woodrow's truck, the craft swerved in front of him and slowed down. It wasn't like an abrupt slow. He wasn't like intergalactically like brake checking him, but it he slowed down and <laughs> it, he just, it just caused Woodrow's to also slow down and come to a stop behind the craft. The craft also yeah. kind of like kitty cornered, like it was like, 
what's the word I'm looking for? It was across his lane of traffic and not like it wasn't like bumper to bumper. Uh, he then <laughs> that thank you. It was. <laughs> he then said that when the craft stopped, it hovered about ten inches off the ground, and then a door on the ship opened and a being exited. Woody described the being as just an ordinary dude, <laughs> and this <laughs> he seemed to be mm. about thirty five years old, roughly six feet tall, with an olive complexion and dark brown hair. His arms were crossed in front of his body, and he had a large, fixed grin on his face. (laughs) 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 So, I mean, yeah. One day, this will all be mine. (laughs) Now, just as soon as he exited, the door closed, and the ship shot straight up 75 feet into the air and just kind of hung there. He approached Woodrow's truck and politely asked Woody to roll down his window and that he would like to talk to him. Woody obliged, but didn't say anything. The being then asked, why are you frightened? Don't be frightened. We wish you no harm. We are the same as you. We eat, we breathe, we sleep, we bleed even as you do. Please don't be afraid. Which is fucking unnerved. First of all. (laughs) Yeah. That's not comforting to hear from a fucking alien. If. What? If you have to say all that, then you know there is a reason that they would be afraid in the right? first place, right? Yeah, you, you know you're terrifying to look at. Yeah, because uh, considering he had a permanent f- grin attached on his face, and he was he walked out with his arms folded, like his arms were across his chest. I'm just picturing like the everyday man, just like yeah. Tim Allen from fucking Tool Time or some <laughs> shit, you know? <laughs> Definitely a flannel involved. No, it said that he wore a like a like a weird greenish blue metallic almost like a suit kind of yeah okay i don't know yeah and he wore trousers right. and the material for the trousers were just trouser material way ahead <laughs> of his time this guy's <laughs> killing it fashion wise uh and then after the being said all that to him the don't be afraid shit the being asked what are you called they call me woody <laughs> yeah <laughs> answered and then the being responded with I am called cold. Now, obviously, as we just said, no amount of reassurance from an alien being would ever put anyone truly at ease. Uh, So Woodrow was completely freaked the fuck out, but he didn't feel threatened. Cold, despite that being his name, was courteous and genuinely pretty friendly. Uh, Cold then looked over at the city of Parkersburg and asked, what's that? And Woody was like, that's a city. And after Woodrow finished explaining to him the concept of what a city was, Cold replied, oh, where I come from, those are called gatherings. Oh, wow. No. So this is what everybody has ever hoped for, you yeah. know, is, is, or, or, or envisioned that if, you know, another being came to Earth, that they would have to explain, you know, mm. these things that, that, that we know as what they are. Yeah, pretty much. It's like every Twitter meme. Right. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. They, uh, they chatted for a bit. He asked Woodrow what he did for a living. Woodrow answered that he was a salesman. And Cold informed him that he was a searcher, but didn't go into any further detail for what that could possibly mean. But the wildest, part about, <laughs> the wildest part about this, aside from the fact that the dude came out of a spaceship, is that injured Cold never actually spoke a word. His face was always a fix in that permanent grin. This entire conversation was being done telepathically. Sure. Sure. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. 
Now, yeah, yeah, he, he, he was either you know speaking into his mind, or or this man's mind was speaking into itself. <laughs> now, this would rightly freak anyone out, but luckily, Cole did inform Woodrow that this would be the case at the beginning of the conversation, and that he did tell Woodrow right. that he could either talk or just think his comments. Either worked for Cold. Uh, their conversation Fair lasted warning. about ten minutes, and after that, Cold told Woodrow that quote we will see you again and then just got on a spaceship and fucking left <laughs> May. uh woodrow reported his encounter to the parkersburg police uh, and then he was then contacted by an air force representative that same night and questioned about his encounter for hours by the next day the media had gotten wind of the story and that same evening, he went on live TV in Parkersburg and was interviewed by the city police, the state police, the Wood, the Wood County Airport, and people from the Dayton, Ohio Air Force Base, which is fucking mm. wild. Like, <laughs> this dude yeah. is like, fuck it, he I got nothing. To, yeah, he balls to the wall. Like, and I respect him for it. But yeah, he was just like, mm -hmm. I'm going to put all this shit out here. Ridicule be damned. I don't even think, he has a family. Like, he has like a wife and two kids. He's like, you know, fuck them. <laughs> they can get to, like, yeah. didn't even think about the repercussions. Is more important. I mean, kind of, I guess. <laughs> Depend. Your face says no. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm weighing <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the importance of, of mysterious shit. Okay. Well, luckily for Mr. Derenberger, the interview actually kind of helped his case. After it aired, several people came forward claiming they saw lights in the sky along that same stretch of road where he had his encounter. An older man reported that he had saw a man matching injured Cole's description trying to flag him down on Route 77, but the old guy was too afraid to stop. Uh, but the best reports were from those who saw Derenberger pulled off to the side of the road and talking to this man. Because remember, this mm -hmm. took place on an active highway at 730 at night. So people were driving up and down this road. It's not like it was like 3 a.m., on like a backcountry road. Like people saw this shit go down right. and his story was huge news in the area. The Parkersburg news covered this story uh, and the stories of anonymous witnesses for almost three weeks. He was interviewed by not only John Keel for his book, the Mothman prophecies, but Gray Barker as well, who was another uh, UFO researcher of the time. Now mm -hmm. Colby, this would be a cool story yeah. if this was it. Just a weird one-off alien sighting. But according to Woody, hmm. his encounters didn't end there. While driving home from the interview the day after the sighting, Woodrow claims that Cold reached out again, but this time entirely telepathically. Like, Cold was nowhere around. He told Woody that his name was Indrid Cold, that he was from a planet called Lanulos. Uh, Cold described Lanulos as being pretty similar to Earth, water, air, plants, animals, that type of shit. Andrew went on to tell Woody again that he was part of a group called the searchers, but this time he clarified <laughs> what that meant and is that he was mm -hmm. sent to earth to learn about the planet and its peoples. The conversation ended and Woody would return home over the next month. His house would be like overrun with people outside his home, trying to talk to him, uh, harass him mm -hmm. or just try to catch a glimpse of the now infamous injured cold who Woodrow claimed would make regular visits to him in his house. <laughs> Where are we at right now with injured cold Colby? Um, all right. So he was like, 
All right, listen, I heard you talking shit, um, and I got, I got to do a return uh, interview here, you know, and let you know, all right, if you're going to be telling people about me. Um, yeah, you, you get, get your fucking facts fact straight. straight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, so you gave him a little bit more context, clues, um, which makes sense, yeah. I mean, if I yeah. if I could but that's also uh, on cold for hear not, like, anybody's... Like, did Cold not think he was going to go tell people? Like, you, if you're going to... Right. Like, give me the, the facts I need before I just start talking shit to people. Yeah. I mean, you guys have developed a way to literally, uh, you know, travel that far in space. Yeah. Um, but you didn't think, uh, yeah, he might tell a few people. <laughs> well, but well, you thought of a whole speech so they wouldn't be afraid of you? It's true. That means you had some understanding of what Earthlings were like. You knew that we were right. going to be fucking terrified of a smiling man not talking to me with his mouth but you didn't have the forethought to think that oh i'm gonna tell someone about this some 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 searcher he is a fucking dickhead they're they're so like cerebral but the face <laughs> was just like something they made so they're like we think that humans aren't afraid of smiling and so they just put a <laughs> which made it more terrifying yeah well that's, he doesn't see, stop smiling well that's the thing with like obviously you're not like super uh, versed in like UFO encounters or stuff like that, and like alien encounters or interdimensional mm -hmm. being encounters. You might be now that you've been on the show a bunch of times, but one thing yeah. that I've learned from aliens and otherworldly beings is that everything they do to try to put humans at ease usually always has the exact opposite effects. <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. Ne it's never oh, yeah. good. Like, yeah, they try to look yeah. human and it's just off a bit, like fucking Tom Hanks and the Polar Express kind of thing, like. It's it's human, but it's not. The Men in Black uh, water sugar scene. Where he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's human, but it's off. It's not good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's let's, close. Let's get it's back. Let's, let's get back to Woody and uh, mm -hmm. what he's been dealing with since this encounter. Uh, the family would receive strange phone calls, uh, mostly just odd beeps and electronic screechings or hums. Other times, it was threats to stop st speaking about his encounters. The family even changed their number to an unlisted one, but the calls kept coming. My theory is that this was the men in black because this is classic men in black behavior. Kind of just like mm -hmm. trying to make you go insane so that no matter what you say seems less credible kind of thing. If that makes sense. Right. right. It's, yeah. It's like gaslighting in like a weird way. I, you can't tell us everything. We're fragile creatures. You know, <laughs> we cannot know the whole truth. Or else Are you quoting Men in Black the movie right will now? Ensue. Is that what it? Shit. <laughs> I might have been. I don't. Know. I might have looked that up before we started. Now, this activity went on for months, and his wife and kids were not cool with the situation. Uh, his wife did say that she encountered Intercold a few times. Same thing with his kids. Uh, the kids were being harassed at school. His wife was getting the same kind of treatment, being called a liar and just just not nice things. <laughs> so. She took the kids and moved to Cleveland and shortly after divorced Woodrow. Damn. Now, from here on, Woody and Indra Cold became lifelong friends. They would communicate Aww. telepathically or Indra would come, come for a visit and even sometimes bring friends along with him from his home planet, Lanulos. And they pretty much mm -hmm. just <laughs> came to like brag to Woody about how much their planet rules and Earth kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> All right, hold on here. They're like, yeah, it's great. It's is that what is that what Woody said? Pretty much, yeah. 
uh, Woody also eventually met Indrid's wife. Can you guess what her name is? Um, uh, so I'm just guessing based on like no context, just what her name yeah. what is. is what, because... is, what is Indrid Cold's alien wife? Oh, name? oh, the alien wife. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Something very like, I am a human. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah. 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 Um, what's what's the most popular uh like middle name? Uh Lynn or like Anne or like something like very kinda close. Her name was Kimmy. Kimmy. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, but not just not Kim or Kimberly. Nope, Kimmy. The, K-I-M-M-Y. Yeah, yeah. Real casual. Yes. Hey, hey I'm Kimmy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'm a, a human. human. What's going on? <laughs> Hey, Kimmy. They saw that on a on an intergalactic galactic broadcast of <laughs> like Saved by the Bell or something. I don't know. Yes. Yep. Uh now what do you what yeah. do you, yeah, yeah, you yeah. learn that Lanulos was in a distant galaxy and that everyone lived there in perfect harmony? Kind of like a Garden of Eden type of situation. Yeah. yeah. Nice try. One night, after hanging out, Indrid invited Woody to check out the inside of his spaceship. And, of course, Woody was like, oh, boy, would I ever, mister? So they climbed aboard. There's candy on the side. <laughs> <laughs> we figured out world peace. You want to come see these puppies I got in my spaceship? Oh, oh boy, mister, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they climbed aboard, and Woody was just blown away. Mostly by like the fact that mm-hmm. the doors could open and close on their own and then there's like dials right. and controls and stuff just like pretty, pretty much, simple automation he's like in awe of like technology uh he also is from a place uh that isn't a town in west virginia so he probably hasn't seen <laughs> a lot of it we ain't got we, we ain't been made a town yet <laughs> maybe one day we might be no once upon the ship injured asked woody if he'd like to go on a trip somewhere Anywhere he wanted. So Woody, for some reason, chose the Amazon rainforest. I don't know why. But anyway, so that's what they did. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so, they, so, so they got... Don't just <laughs> casually put that in there, all right? I, I know you just want to continue through and have no breaks here, but holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, of so, course they did. Yes. Uh, uh, let's look behind door number one to this spaceship. You want to... A, a a vacation to the Amazon, <laughs> but yeah, so that's Perfect. what they that's what they did. They uh they fucking flew nice. flew over the rainforest. They got to see like the nice canopy. He saw tribes walking around all because they're looking down like through a window or some shit. And then uh, after scoping yeah. out the forest, Andrew was like, "This is cool and all, but you want to go see my home planet?" And what he was like, "Fuck yeah, I yes. do." So the you wind- guys got like 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 a like an Amazon like a version of the Amazon I can see. <laughs> <clears throat> so the windows closed, <laughs> and so the windows of the ship closed it off. Did I nail it? After, after after breaching the Earth's atmosphere, they got within about six hundred miles of the moon. An Indrid ship docked with what Indrid called the flagship, like a mothership. Woody sure. claimed that this ship was three hundred feet long and almost nine stories tall, just like a just a big fucking ship. Now, after docking mm. with the flagship, they were off. After traveling for some time, the windows of the ship opened as they passed the planet Saturn, and Indrid told Woody that it may look like a dead planet, but underneath the atmosphere, there were civilizations and even agriculture, which, I mean, 
Sure, bud. Whatever you say. It's only it's only nine hundred degrees on the surface of that fucking planet. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And we, and and we just open the windows, uh, in in just space. Not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I got, I got you. They're not opening. Like, it's like on a plane, how they have like the shades that come up and down. I think at, le- at least I, at least I think it's like that. I have no idea. <laughs> right, uh, right, right. But, but, but mainly, he's like, yeah, no, there's, there's shit going on over there. Mm-hmm. But anyways, they flew past Saturn. Injured Cold lied straight to Woody's face, and then the windows yep. closed again. And then in about thirty minutes, they were over Injured's home world of Lanulos. Apparently. His people can bend space and time, so traveling is like it's nothing to them. They can just <laughs> in and out, whatever. I would love to have that. The, the be able to bend space and time. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, you gotta get home. <laughs> just there. <laughs> oh, done. You know, we're, we're we're getting there. I fucking hope so. It's about time <laughs> we get some <laughs> teleportation, and you know. So once they got to uh, Indra's home world of Lanulos, they boarded Indra's ship and undocked from the flagship and started flying over the planet. Woody stated that he saw cities, fields, and forests, rivers, just normal planet shit. And then from his vantage right. point, he said he could see people walking the streets and vehicles on the road and highways that had no wheels but hovered over the pavement. The ship soon landed and they went to Indra's house. His home was made of brick and glass and everything ran on nuclear power. Indrid's home was pretty much just like a modern smart home. It had automated everything, kitchen, laundry, you name it. And then after mm-hmm. checking out Indrid's digs, Indrid was like, hey, why don't we take a day trip into the city? So they right. went to a nearby city that was named Number 27 Gathering. <laughs> now, just like nice. any city, there were hundreds of people just going about their day, working, shopping, moving from place to place. But instead of walking... Gathering. They were using moving sidewalks, like the kind you see in an airport. Yeah. Which sounds frustrating because I already hate when people walk on sidewalks like slow and or like four people across. Like imagine a moving sidewalk and someone's just standing on it. Like, fuck you, dude. Get out of my way. It's 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 so like futuristic that it seems like it's like this is what I think the future is going to be. You know, like like I I it, it is is he actually you know like um uh seeing something that that could be in the future you know what i mean like we come back around and like things that we thought were going to be futuristic are actually futuristic but some things are like i feel like we're going to have this in the future so i'll place this into my story yeah kind of we'll get to we'll get there now besides this like the moving sidewalk cuz this place is littered with moving sidewalks it's just all it is there's moving sidewalks everywhere it was pretty much just like any other major city on earth. The streets were lined with stores, businesses, things like that. Woody said that he saw like, but pretty much equated to, uh, like our department stores kind of thing. The only real noticeable yep. difference, at least to Woody, was that everyone was naked and everyone was hot. <laughs> just what? Just a planet of like the most fuckable aliens you've ever seen <laughs> attractive yeah okay so hot is an attractiveness all right yeah. so you use the term or you're using the term hot he did not say that they were <laughs> they were hot or that they were the most fuckable aliens he's ever seen that that's me right right right, right. my editorial spit on it uh <laughs> perfect okay all right now according to indrid the lanulotians which is what they're called uh had the belief yeah. uh that they wanted to be seen as god intended 
and only wore clothing when it was exceptionally cold or while they were dancing. Now, I don't know if injured means like, I don't know their religion. Like, is it Christian God? Like, do they, do we have the same God? <laughs> like, did they have I a mean, Jesus? God don't make no junk, you know? <laughs> I fucking hate you so much. Corey. That's that's the that's the view. You know, God don't make no junk. I mean, it's fair. Uh, well, yeah. Woody, not wanting to offend, decided to disrobe himself, and nice. he felt a little self conscious because he was a little overweight. And then Indrid informed him that the people of Lanulos are physically human, but because of their healthy lifestyle, they eat mostly like fruits, vegetables, and seafood. They live to be anywhere yeah. between the ages of 125 and 175 years old. Their society is their society is focused on happiness and understanding. The children are in school until the age of 28 and are free to choose any job they want after finishing and can change careers at any time, which is wild. <laughs> commie bastards. Oh, you want you want to get into communism? Their economy <laughs> also works a little bit different. People weren't paid by their skills or experience, but instead were paid yeah. according to the size of their families and the basic needs to provide for them, which I mean, isn't a bad, oh, like man. that's pretty good, right? That's crazy. So you're telling me that Bernie Sanders traveled through time <laughs> so that <laughs> <laughs> just to spread the word. Mm-hmm. Um, damn. Okay. I mean, it sounds like this guy just had some good ideas and he didn't know how to tell people about it. <laughs> it's like, I feel like we might get into that a little bit at the end of here. Uh, now after, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm going to get it myself after his visit to Lanulos and you know, I'm sure he had to get, had to have gotten freaky with one of those aliens. I assume. I don't know. But anyways, when I mean, he returned home, all sexy, they're all just fuckable. Yeah. Uh, now, after his visit, oh my god! And when he returned home, he had another encounter with two different humanoid creatures that were decidedly not as friendly as Indrid. Apparently, Indrid's mm. home planet of Lanulos wasn't the only inhabited world in the universe. One night, Woody and his friend Jim were out <laughs> looking for UFOs in a spot where they can sometimes be spotted. Well, that night they got lucky enough because a little bit after they arrived, a UFO landed in a field nearby. And they saw two humanoid figures step out of the craft. Woody and Jim started walking towards them, figuring they must be Lanulotians. But then Woody noticed injured and two other Lanulotians named Carl Ardo and Demo Hassan <laughs> walking Whoa. in from the other direction. Indrid telepathically informed Woody that these beings were not from Lanulos and that him and his crew were going to flank these other beings but Woody needed to cause a distraction. So Woody did no, just, no, no, no. what? I don't know those motherfuckers. <laughs> I do not know them. Hold on. Woody, 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 slow down. Now listen, I need you to distract them. I know he's grinning and all, but <laughs> let, let me be real with you. The grin was just the thing we did that we thought you guys would like. And <laughs> he's not, he's not us. He's not us, man. So, so Woody did just that by starting an argument with Jim, like a fake argument to try and draw the, uh, the other two humanoid looking people away from the the attention of uh injured and what was the other guy's name carl and demo <laughs> <laughs> demo's an explosive guy you know he deals with all the you know and that's where they got the idea for uh 
for Ocean's Eleven to have a demo guy. And I was just going to say injured crewed up like it was Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is our demo specialist. His name is Demo uh, whatever. We'll, we'll put something on the end of it to not make it sound too much like he's the demo guy. No. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, Woody and Jim's distraction worked, and uh, Indrid and his crew got where they needed and confronted the other crew, the humanoids or whatever. And after a few tense mm-hmm. minutes, which Woody thought was going to get physical, the two non-Lanulotians uh, got on their ship and just left. Once they departed, Indrid told Woody that they were a race of beings called humanoids, which is convenient, and were from another right. galaxy. They looked like humans, but with a few differences. Like a set of hair, they had little pin feathers like a bird of some kind. Uh, around their eyes were wrinkly and red. Kind of fucked mm. up. Uh, he also said that they weren't necessarily dangerous, but they did like to steal shit, including humans, <laughs> and that they were responsible for the abduction of Betty and Barney Hill. Fucking kleptos that stole <laughs> Betty and Barney. We fucking found them. Now, just a few, just a few months after this, I think it was like, I don't remember the amount of time, but uh, after this, apparently there was a huge standoff between the humanoids and the Lanulotians just above Earth. Uh, it included mm-hmm. eleven ships total, and uh, they were all involved in the standoff. But luckily, it ended peacefully, and the humanoids were escorted to the edge of the galaxy and banished from ever returning. So damn. Uh, now there's a. A lot of yada 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 going on because there's <laughs> Woody went through a lot of shit with Indrid. Uh, eventually, yeah. around this time, uh, Woody did ask Indrid, like, like, what do you want from me? And Indrid told him, I want you to talk to people, share your story and your message, tell your people how we live, uh, convince your people in government to tell the truth about UFOs and change their ways. The usual alien stuff, I guess. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but Woody did just that. Uh, he wrote the book Visitors from Lanulos, which is a lot of this is from, and also a lot of this is from he, the televised interview that he did. And he would talk to the media whenever he could. He gave lectures, interviews, everything and anything to kind of tell the story of Indra Cold, uh, which, there, again, there's way more of. We barely, like, scratched the surface. But he he did try his hardest to keep that promise to Indra all the way up until his death in 1990. Now, his daughter Tanya, who also tragically passed away at the age of 60, uh, picked up where her th- where her father left off, writing the book Beyond Lanulos, our 50 years with Indrid Cold. I don't know mm. much about uh, Tanya or her relationship with Indrid Cold. I don't know. Uh, she said she, she... Luke put it best when he said that she talks about Indrid like an old family friend, but I don't know how much interaction she actually had or how much she's trying to just capitalize off of her father's story. But also right. his story is kind of... Um, uh, cartoonish in a way. Uh, yeah, a lot right. of people in the UFO, UFO UFO community don't buy into Woody's story, myself included. Okay. Uh, I do think something happened to him on that first night, and the weird phone calls and the Men in Black stuff, and like getting harassed and his wife leaving him. That that I do believe is true. As far as anything past that is up for debate, and it's not a debate that I want to be a part of. Uh, now it is it is important to note that Woodrow did go see a psychiatrist and was deemed a okay, which I don't know what that was supposed to prove. Like it was supposed to prove that he wasn't crazy, which I mean, cool, but that also proves that you could just 
make all of this shit up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. Right. And uh, even John Keel, who interviewed him for the the Mothman prophecies, uh, he also wrote the foreword for Woody's book, Visitors uh, from Lanulos. He he didn't believe him at all, but <laughs> but he did state that. Whether you believe him or not, it doesn't matter. He believed that what he was telling was the truth and deserves to be heard. And that that is the story, or part of the story, of Woodrow Derenberger and Indrid Cold. How are you feeling, mm. Colby? I, I want I want you to give me thoughts, feedback, theories. <laughs> How are we feeling? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're kind of spot on with the uh, interpretation of it, but maybe. Uh, something did happen. Something real happened, but yeah. he was in shock after that. Maybe he had some PTSD. Maybe it it uh, uh, got worse, and mm. it, it 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 made him kind of dive further into what in the world this could be. I mean, it's clearly like something that doesn't just happen every day, you know. Yeah. It, it, and and maybe his brain reacted in a different way. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to be a bomb-ass sci-fi writer. I'm going well, to be the next Asimov, you know? Like, <laughs> let's go. Well, you so you're kind of taking this. So I was talking to Luke uh, Ferry about this before. And because my, my <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a while. And I just sent him a random message on Instagram just being like, uh, so Woody Derenberger is kind of full of shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love sending you those types of texts that are completely left field, out of pocket, just out of book. But I know that you'll 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 get it. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and so he's kind of with you. He's like, he's like, I believe that he believes that this happened to him. I believe right. that he did experience something. And then he kind of went on to say, like, well, because I was like, I was like, I do believe that the initial sighting happened. I do believe that the very first thing uh, with him being on the highway. He saw something, a creature, a being, whatever. You know what I mean? Well, because we have we have multiple stories now that that coincide, right? Yeah, I, so that I, helps that case. I right? believe that happens. Everything past that point, like everything past, mm-hmm. like the the weird phone call, like you know, like the from that from that point to like the month after, where like shit got really weird and then kind of like died down. I believe all that mm-hmm. happened. I do not believe that he became best friends with an alien. And then was on a ship and went to go see the the Amazon rainforest. Then was like invited to go to, <laughs> to go to his home planet yeah. with a bunch of naked aliens with a shit ton of moving sidewalks. Right. I, I and they all just happen to have the exactly. same guy. Also, uh, yeah. the Lanulotion celebrate Christmas also on December twenty fifth. So they have the Gregorian calendar. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. It's right. kind of fucking weird. Uh, you but, guys had a Jesus too? <laughs> so, but like, so I kind of get that like, but he said that, like that could all just be hallucinations. Injured Cold did have the ability to telepathically communicate. Why wouldn't he, couldn't he produce hallucinations in your brain kind of thing? But also that's kind of mm-hmm. like what you said. Like maybe he saw what he saw that initial night and then it was just fucked up. <laughs> and then just like, had the whole, but he's he went. He said he went to a fucking psychiatrist. They said that he, you know, was given the down on the sheet. A okay, <laughs> not even. They just drew like the hands, the hand gesture, like the A. 
It's like a big, yeah. a big, a big red stamp, but it's just the the circular fingers. Like, hey, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's so good I, to go. I don't know. And then his his daughter, like, mm. I didn't read too much about his daughter, but what I did read is that her story is kind of consistently changing. It's not the same every time. And then, mm. I yeah, I feel like I feel like what happened was, and this is speculation on my part. And don't hate me for saying this, but I think that he he realized the media attention he got literally the day after his first encounter right. and was like, I right. can capitalize off this because possible. Most people who experience something like this, they don't want anything from it. And if anything, it hurts their lives or their reputations. He just went, yeah, fuck it full force. And even after mm-hmm. like to get John Keel to write the Ford for your book and even to get John Keel to write the Ford for your book at the same time denouncing everything you're about to say in that book and still have people is fucking wild to me. Like he did not care. Right. Like, and then I think his daughter just trying to capitalize off of it. Cause like, as far as I know, she wasn't really around. Like she, like, like the wife took the daughter and son. Oh, like not there. Like unless, unless injured was visiting (laughs) and the wife's like, leave us alone. And you're just like, yeah, but I want to like hang out with your kids. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they want to come to Landy. Everyone's naked. <laughs> they want to hear a couple stories. I got a story. I got some imaginary character. I mean, did I say imaginary? I met real characters, real people, real humanoids. Your dad's a real freak. He got naked with us too. So, you know, I could tell you things about your father. Envision a planet where everybody's hot. <laughs> They're all fuckable. This is just best case scenario here. Pretty much, yeah. So, I don't know. What are you thinking? How do you... Like, like, I'm on board. I'm on board with with that interpretation of it. I mean, my interpretation I, I or, be, or would Woody's interpretation of it? No, no, your interpretation. I, I mean, in general, I don't want to be biased on things. I, I can be coerced, yeah. but I, I, I don't, I don't think that it's so extreme to one side or so extreme to the other side. You know, uh, yeah. probably some shit happened to this dude, and he was like, you know what? Um, I'm gonna. I'm going to keep going with this. I'm going to keep rolling with it because why not? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if was, you have a negative was, experience with it, then, then yeah, you probably want to get out of there. And then you probably later on in your life, you're like, I just need people to know the truth. And then if you have a great experience with it and people are buying it up, yeah, write a couple novels, you know? Yeah. But I mean, it, it definitely worked out in his favor, which is weird considering most of the times we talk about alien shit. It just doesn't like, he went on like yeah. the whole UFO circuit, like talking like lectures and stuff like that to like, move, like all those different UFO shit. Like he definitely profited mm-hmm. off of it. And, but what's at least with him, which is kind of weird is that he, as far as I know, his story never changed. It was always like mm-hmm. he knew, but maybe that's just because he wrote it down. So like I, with me, if I write something down, I cannot always kind of remember it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Sure. Uh, sure. I'm not going to malign the man because he's dead. I'm not going to like, like, fuck this guy. This all could have happened. Sure. Sure. I don't know. But yeah, that is, it is what it is. But, uh, I, I, I may be backtracking here, but injured <laughs> cold. Really? Like, like he had a first and a last name. There's just, I don't know. That's pr- I feel like his name would be like, Ski! <laughs> well, maybe Indrid. Is Indrid, his name. is Indrid even a human name? <laughs> Indrid. Like, like what it like Indrid doesn't I don't know any I don't know anyone else named Indrid 
that I could think of. So maybe like yeah, it's one of those yeah. names where like he was he's he's a searcher. He's been researching human life. Maybe like yeah, he came up with a name that sounded human, but isn't mm. like on his home planet. It, it is he the, might he might not it be is the in, perfect name. Yeah. Like he, it is the perfect name, so it almost sounds human, but it's a little, it's a little alternative, a little wonky. Because like maybe on his yeah. maybe on his home planet of Lanulos, maybe his name is. You know what I mean? Like no one knows. <laughs> click 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 click. Yeah. <laughs> if I said my name, your chest would explode into a thousand pieces, and your head <laughs> would collapse in on itself. Like you know, so you had to go by so, inch. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. True, he was assimilating like the grin. <laughs> it was the Joker from from the past. Oh shit! But yeah, well, I get. I mean, we'll never know. I've, I've, you know, <laughs> but uh, damn it. So yeah, Colby, that's the story of uh, Woody Darenberger and uh, Andrew Cold. Pretty good story. Mm. This episode is an hour Fantastic. long, by the way. You know that we went fucking hard on this Ooh, one. Ooh, yeah. but it's all it's is is some gold in there. Mm. I mean. I, I would be on the edge of my seat if I was a listener. I am a listener. Thank you. I appreciate it. Also all, also a participant. You, <laughs> all right, Colby. Uh, <laughs> before we sign off, is there anything you want to uh, say to the people? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I play guitar in a band called Lanterns, and you can find us on uh, uh, Spotify, Spotify, uh, Wait, oh, we gotta get that fixed. Uh, Instagram, uh, Landers two hundred seven. We got a couple shows coming up. Actually, we're gonna play Sacred Profane in uh, March, uh, March third, and you gotta give cities then, and stuff uh, like that because people don't know. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we're out of Wells, Maine, and uh, we're gonna be playing in Bit of Bit of Fed, Bit of Fed on uh, April third at uh, a brewery called Sacred Profane. Uh, March fourth, we're playing out in. Uh, Litchfield at the five nine June 8th. We're playing in Manchester. I think that's, Oh no, the Asian restaurant got next. Uh, I'm not sure where Manchester is, but we got some shows coming up. We got a new drummer. Uh, we got some new material. Bang. Hell yeah. And, uh, lanterns is L N T R N S two Oh seven on Instagram and uh, Spotify. Correct. You haven't changed it up. So they, if they want to find your songs, it's gotta be lanterns last yeah. light. Uh, I'll put a link in the description just so people can find it easier if they care at all. Who the fuck knows? No, no one's probably right. like, no one's probably even listening this far into the episode. Uh, <laughs> you know that, that's how you sort out the, uh, the the people that don't really you know yeah. want the information. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's Cryptic Cocktail. If you want to follow us on TikTok, it's Cryptic Cocktail Party. Uh, also, I started a Discord server. It's <laughs> if you want to join it. I have no idea how to run a Discord or what people want to talk about, so I made a bunch of generic channels. Uh, but you can find the invite link on our Instagram, uh, right in the the thing where it says links in your profile. I don't know. Uh, link tree, maybe. Yeah, it is, it is a link tree. That's what it is. No, it's all my links. Either there way, you uh, if okay. you want to donate to the show, uh, help me buy beer. Uh, it's nice. uh, Patreon slash Cryptic Cocktail Party. And with that, Colby, do you want to say goodbye to the lovely audience? Bye-bye, humans.